Blog Talk Radio. Chris Rucker, and we are live here on Blog Talk Radio. I am joined by my host, Mr. Marty Vasquez. Marty, what's, what's up, up Rucker? Hi. I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing great. You know, ever since we got this little show open, like when I listen to it, and I know the show's about to start, I get fucking excited yeah I'm not gonna lie every time I put it on uh, I enjoy it. it it makes it actually here's the one thing that's crazy is like the opening the, the the track that goes with it it sounds very similar to another podcast I was to it but the podcast I listen to it's like a uh, so it's like a serial killer kind of and like a mystery kind of um, podcast and it's fantastic it gets me like intrigued and then all of a sudden I hear the rock and then Austin is like, yeah, let's get this thing fucking going. <laughs> like I said last time, I hope whoever made it that just put it out there on YouTube, it's going to come back like, hey, you're using my fucking beat, and I want money for it, because that shit ain't going to happen. You can get a Stone Cold well, Stunner, though. It won't be the first time somebody's trying to get credit for what we're using. Ooh, we taking shots already. That's what I'm talking about. I'm, well, let's do this. Just take a shot of whiskey, so why not? Someone's feeling froggy. Speaking of froggy, have you listened to Froggy Fresh yet this this winter season? Me and my daughter just listened to that. She loves that song. Um, <laughs> I'm like talking, it'll be like July, and she'll be like, Dad, Dad, play Christmas, Christmas, come check out my wish list. I'm like, no, it's July. Like, I'm not playing a Christmas song. So I, uh, I had a real late day Whoa. at work today, and I got home and laid – in the floor because I was too tired. She came jumping on me, and we sat there and listened to a couple Christmas songs, and that was one of them. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things you can listen all year long. Like, hey, we listen in July. You know, they say Christmas in July. But it's kind of like one of those, hey, I'm just getting my Christmas was ready, so when July and Christmas comes, you know what I want. Um, and here's in, in, in any time of the year, take away the Christmas part, it's a fucking John Cena song. You can't go wrong with that. For those of y'all who don't know what we're talking about, get on YouTube after you listen to this. Type in Froggy Fresh Christmas Song, and you can thank us later. And then when you get done it with that, be... you can to Washington, which is a dope-ass song, too. I just hit the cough button on my new microphone that I got. 
I feel oh, like... Oh, snap. All right, got, so... I had, to, I had to set mine back in because mine was damaged when I got it. So I haven't I haven't got the new one back in yet, the replacement yet. Um, but I'm on the road now, too, so I'm using my headset. Well, I'm I'm in the process of trying to figure out how to get it to sound the best. And, like, you know, it's, I'm still kind of toying with blog talk and stuff like that. I don't get to mess with it as much as I want. But I feel like, all right, so I carry a gun with me every day. And when you carry a gun, you go through holsters like crazy at the beginning for whatever gun that you're carrying. And so I have a drawer full of gun holsters that I don't even use anymore because I finally found the right one. I'm starting to feel like that with microphones and headsets. Like, I'm just accumulating all this shit. And then, like, the table to my right has a blue snowball on it, some headphones, a USB mic that sucked, and now I got this Blue Yeti Nano. So, eventually, I'm going to find the right mic and then just have a drawer full of holsters and microphone. Hey, that works. We're going to get the job done, right? Yep. So, Boot to the Face, first annual Boot to the Face Award. Before we get to that, we talked about Christmas songs. What is your favorite Christmas song? Don't tell me it's fucking Froggy Fresh. (laughs) Oh, man, you got to love Froggy Fresh, though. Um, My favorite Christmas song, you know, I'm one of those guys who listens to Christmas literally all year long. Um, I will play... From September on, I will rock it. Um, people used to hate me at work because I would change the music box and put Christmas music on as soon as it was available. Um, I, 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 enjoy one of, yeah. I know you are, man. Uh, Chance and Brain Orchestra, I love listening to their music. I can listen to them at any time. Uh, but I, because when I kind of had to pick down one song, uh, for me, it's always, I don't know why, maybe it's because I love the season. It's just Winter Wonderland. It's always been a favorite of mine. The snow, everything, just everything that encompasses the beat, the song, the lyrics. Just a good song to sing to. Yours? Do you, do you go to Colorado every year for Christmas? Uh, so actually, no, um, this year, usually I was actually coming back to California for Christmas and then flying home on Christmas Day back to Denver. Uh, because all my family was in California, so I would actually leave Denver and go see them for Christmas. So most Christmases, I was actually wasn't in Denver uh, until that night when I flew back in, which would fly back in when it was a blizzard. So it was, you know, leave California, 80 degree weather, show up in Denver with a five foot storm going. That sounds fantastic. Uh, my favorite Christmas song. It's fucking easy. It's the greatest Christmas song ever. But you got. To get the correct version of it, it's got to be the Temptations, "Silent Night." Oh, I can. You know what? I, I feel can... like I should have known that for the fact that you probably have posted and tweeted about that shit for about three weeks now. Man, that is the best Christmas song ever. But the worst Christmas song ever we just listened to also is the '69 Boys Christmas song. I feel like that shit set black people back like 50 years, and they came out that bullshit. <laughs> You know, no, no. You want to know what the worst Christmas song that is? I don't know why it's a Christmas. I hate it. Is all I want for Christmas is a hippopotamus or whatever the hell oh it is. Oh my god, my wife loves that fucking song, and it, it it's that. so fucking right, catchy well, too. Leanne, if you ever listen to our, this podcast, I love you. I appreciate the hospitality out in Atlanta, but I hate that damn song. I apologize. <laughs> well, you might get lucky because she usually listens to like the first five to ten minutes, and then after that, she just tunes out and turns it off. She's like, you got oh, my perfect. download. I don't want to hear you talk about wrestling. So she got a shout-out at the <laughs> beginning. 
Um, oh, that <laughs> favorite Christmas movie, real quick before we before we get into wrestling. Um, man, I, I probably the first one I had to watch every year is always Christmas Vacation. Um, I love Christmas. I love the movies. I literally here's the thing: when holidays comes around, Halloween. I pulled out a stack of like forty movies, and that's my list. That's my movies I'm watching for the winter or the the fall and, and Halloween. Thanksgiving pops up. I literally pulled out all my stacks of movies. I have my digitals ready to go. Uh, and I have just a long list. Um, I would say that overall, probably Christmas Vacation. Um, Charlie Brown Christmas is my favorite cartoon. And then I have uh, Christmas Office Christmas Party is probably like uh, one of my like satirical comedic movies. That's just kind yeah. of like you know the adult humor that's probably creeping up to that top spot for my like those kind of movies. And then when I say those movies, I'm talking like Friday After Next, Office Christmas Party. Uh, Harold and Kumar, Night Before, like those kind of movies. I don't have, I don't, I don't really do the Christmas movies. Like we went and saw Elf at the Fox Theater the other night, and that was the first time I'd ever seen Elf from start to finish. My wife watches Christmas movies on Hallmark and all that shit. Like from the time they start coming on, our DVR is full of them, Netflix is full of them. I just don't do them. For me, I like, like you said, Friday After Next is a good one. Lethal Weapon is set in Christmas time, so I use that one. Yeah, thank you. I'm so glad you said that. I love Lethal Weapon, and I consider that Christmas movie also. I mean, come on. The movie ends with them exchanging Christmas gifts and lighting, exactly you know, putting the lights back up at the Christmas party. The fucking car goes through the Christmas tree. Like, come on. The guy walks in, and the movie's playing, and the guy goes, what day is it? And he shoots it with a machine gun and says, it's goddamn Christmas. I mean, come on. It's... <laughs> How's that not a Christmas movie? Anyway, thank you, so, thank so, you. So, so we got we got all that Christmas stuff out of the way. So if you're listening to this, uh, we probably won't catch you again. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and all that other bullshit. Spend time with the family and listen to Boot to the Face. Um, a lot went on this week. We had the the TLC show. The after show that uh, you were traveling that night, so Hoop jumped on for us. We talked about the uh, the stuff from TLC, but we haven't talked about the McMahons and their announcements. And I'll just I'll, I'll run through a couple of the things. One, which I don't know if I like or not yet, is the rematch clause for champions is gone. Uh, two, they got rid of the GMs, which means Corbin's gone, which everybody liked. But in turn, now Paige is gone also. And then uh, three is they're doing a kind of shake-up, but not really. They're bringing up NXT people. And Vince was very strategic with what he said. Within the coming weeks, you will see new faces. So are we talking the elite? Are we talking one or two of the elite? I mean, there's a lot going on. So I, I don't know if you've been able to catch up on on what's been happening in your travels, but if so, what exactly did you think of uh, the past couple of shows? Yeah, so I, I've uh, I watched both um, because I'm not I'm you know been in hotels for majority of the week. Um, I, I so I watched the Hulu version, uh, so very shortened shows and episodes. Which actually that's just Smack a Rock. SmackDown is typically because an hour and a half. It's pretty much the entire episode. Um, I. I I didn't realize that they were doing the rematch clause until the next day, until I think when yesterday when I was driving on the road and I heard another show mention it. 
uh, off Sirius, and I was like, whoa, whoa, how that? Because it came up to uh, regarding Becky Lynch and saying that you know she was gonna have to earn her right again. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I you know I've always it doesn't matter what what organization or what or what sport it is. The, the champion always gets the rematch. Boxing, UFC, MMA, doesn't matter. So it's like, okay, um, this is interesting because it's really going to say, oh, hey, you were the top of the heap for the while and you just lost a match for whatever reason, but you're going to the bottom of the barrel. So I don't really know how I feel about that. I'm glad Corbin's gone. Um, I, you know, people love what Paige has done, whatever it may be. I, it's whatever. I really, I'm still not a fan of Paige. Um, I, yeah, I don't really care for her too much on the mic or anything like that. So people have been giving her praise for that, and I really don't care. I wasn't really bothered by that. Um, the fact that they're all back, I actually kind of like it. Uh, they're not going to be, they're going to be back, but not as the the authority. I'm actually fully on board. Now they're coming back, and Hunter, or Hunter and Stephanie were going to be the typical authority they'd been, and you know, it's like oh, this again. We don't want to see this. Um, but if Vince is going to be back, I love seeing Vince on TV. I always have. I, I don't care what anyone says. He's good for TV. Um, but that night, when all the girls were at the at the booth and trying to get on front, on front, you know, Stephanie stuff, I'm like, great, here she goes. And she pulled up and said, I'm not picking favorites anymore. And I'm like, okay, we'll see how, how long this lasts and what this turns into. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, so I, I, I'm interested to see what happens. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for it to see if anything good comes about it. And the one thing that, that you mentioned already that, that, that stood out to me, the first thing was that you will see new people that you've never seen before. And my thoughts are, okay, holy shit. Are we getting the elite? Because we've never seen the Bucks. We've never seen Hangman Page uh, in the WWE. Some of the people have never seen them at all because they don't watch anything other than the WWE. So that was my uh, and the fact that this is a couple weeks, I, even though their contracts are expired on the on the 31st, they are all slated and on contract to fight at Wrestle Kingdom that first weekend. So I think that by saying a couple weeks, that gives them the opportunity to fulfill those obligations. Cody's contract's already expired. He's, I mean, he's already he's just basically fighting. He's got a, like a handshake agreement to be fighting these single matches. Um, so it's interesting what they do there. And another thing, we, you know, I know you guys really didn't talk about it on Saturday, on Sunday, but the Young Bucks on on Friday night, they did the whole two sweet, uh, you know, in the middle of the ring after they didn't find. So either they are having feel are willing to take a, a fine for that, or it's another throwdown of hey, we're going to give you a little teaser of what's coming soon, and then this happens three days later that we're going to see new places. I, so, I don't know, dude. I'm so excited to see what happens with them that it, I really don't want them to be the WWE, but if they are, man, that puts us on, that gives us two weeks or two days a week of watching the Young Bucks perform. This is what I like about wrestling. And the, I'll tell you this, me and you agree on a lot, but we won't agree on this. I'm not a fan of the McMahons being on TV more at all. I'm not a fan of Vince being on TV more at all because I think Vince is just kind of played out now. He's like an old senile guy on TV. Um, I don't think that what was wrong with Monday Night Raw is a lack of the McMahon's presence. I don't. Um, i tell you what I didn't like. And had we did this show Tuesday night, 
you would have had a whole lot of cuss words coming from me about what happened between Vince and the three women. First off, they Oscar won the title at TLC. It's the biggest moment of her career, and she's out there playing third wheel, fourth wheel when Vince gets out there. All right, then they have the little meeting uh, backstage announcing, <clears throat> excuse me, that Paige is fired. Paige, you know, kayfabe was a great GM. Like SmackDown was kicking ass. Uh, they would advertise matches three days in advance. It wasn't like Raw where the show would start. And it's almost like they didn't have anything planned. They were just hoping that people got into fights. They actually had advertisements for what's going to happen on SmackDown. People liked SmackDown. So her getting fired made zero sense. And then I'm looking at the people that are standing there, and I'm like, you know, where's where's the straight fire at? I don't see her. She comes out to the ring and cuts a good promo about, basically, it, it made her look like a star that she didn't have to stand back there. She wasn't listening to the authority. She was going to do what she wants. And then it went from her looking like a star to her kind of coming off as a crybaby, which is how they've been playing her lately. And you know me. like I'm the biggest Becky fan you're going to find. But even I was kind of annoyed by her on Tuesday. And then, of course, Charlotte comes out, ruins the whole thing, tries to steal the thunder, like she's been doing. To me, it feels like they're trying to cool cool Becky off and and boost Charlotte up again. And then Vince comes out and... All right, you have a boss. Put it like this. You have a boss, right? Yep. You, all right, for the last three months at work, you've been kicking ass and your boss hadn't said shit to you. You've just been stealing the show. You've been outperforming everybody in your district. Blah, however your job is set up The boss comes in One time And you're saying something that he doesn't like And he calls it out He doesn't tell you how good you've been doing That you've been making him money And breaking records And doing first time nevers And all that He just comes out and bitches about the one little thing That he sees you doing Wouldn't that suck? Yeah I'd be pissed And that's kind of how it felt with Vince It felt like the women have been killing it. They've been pretty much carrying the company for the better part of the year. And then he comes out and just shits all over. Yeah, and that it, was, here's my thought on that. That's, I, I've heard that a couple of times from a couple of different people. Um, when Beth is out there, I got the same, same you know, thought process. It was like, okay, she's bigger than the rest. She doesn't need to be sitting back there with all the jobbers, so to speak, and, and listening to Shane and all whatever. Uh, she's out here, she's going to get her promo, uh, and then Vince comes out. I'm like, okay, well, maybe this is going to kind of lead to that back and forth where she's, right. gonna, she's been putting everybody in their place. Now it's time for Vince to get his, and it didn't. Uh, I didn't think she was coming off as a crybaby as far as my ears go, but Charlotte coming out was – that's just what I've been saying for months, and damn, there's a whole year. She's just there. They're going to keep putting her there because of who she is. Give, I will I will not take it away. She is an, an amazing athlete and talent. But just because she's an amazing athlete and talent doesn't mean she needs to be in the title picture all the time. You know, The Rock wasn't always in the title picture. Austin wasn't always in the title picture. Triple H 
was in Tyler Pitcher. I'm going to have to do Right. Uh, but, you know, you look at Cena. Cena, over the last few years, he's only been in title matches here and there sporadically. And usually when it's in, when he is, it's it's he's kind of worked his way into it with the exception of, oh, we're going to throw him into this multi-person match to for the title contendership. He still loses, but he's at least fighting for it when Cena's been basically running this company for damn near a decade and a half, maybe even closer to two. Um, but so I, I didn't see her come out. I, came, I saw her coming out like, I'm going to voice my grievances because I am I'm fucking running this show, and this is bullshit what happened last night. Uh, and this and is then why Vince came that. out and shut her up. Right. Like, she didn't even get a word and, in. He just basically punked her out. Like the biggest star you got in the company, and you come out and you talk down to her. You talk down to the yeah. new champion. And you talk down to the the legacy star that you got in Charlotte. You talk down to all the women when that wouldn't have happened. Let's be real. He wouldn't have did that to Austin and Rock and all of them. They would have had some get back or some kind of comeback with him. Okay, I can agree with that. But I was was okay with Charlotte and him taking out him, putting down Charlotte or talking to her. I was kind of irritated with the the comment irritated the most was Oscar. Oh, yeah, they're hiding behind Charlotte. I'm like, really? Fucking low, dude. The only way she's hiding behind Charlotte is because Charlotte's a fucking Amazon back there. Like, come on now, you know. But my, here's why I don't think it was her, him cutting them down. And there was there was a comment he made was, "You guys aren't happy. I get it. Your feud is with Ronda Rousey. That's who your ish. That's who you need to go after. You know, if you have a problem, take care of it. Fight for it. Deal with it. Own up to it and show what you're worth. And so for me, it was like. You got a problem with it? Fucking handle it. Don't come out or don't come out here and cut a promo about it. Fucking make take an action and make it make something happen. And that's why I thought it wasn't him cutting them down, but him giving them, so to speak, permission to fucking step up and do something and make something happen. And that's why I didn't think it was him cutting them down, but more along the lines of putting them in place and putting them on the path that they need to go. And and that I agree with because the night before. Stephanie made a comment that said they're going to stop smothering their talent, which to me made me think that they're going to let them be so a little bit less scripted now, which, you know, if you add everything up, I kind of feel like Vince came out and it was almost like he wanted them to go back at him, but he didn't tell them he wanted him to go back at him. So, I mean, you could see them talking back to him, but they weren't talking into the microphone. Like, they wanted to go back at him, but they didn't know if they were allowed to or not. I don't know. It's almost like miscommunication. Like, Vince went out there thinking one thing, and they were like, that's the boss. I can't, you know. I'm pretty sure Becky would have had something to say back to him. But I'm also pretty sure she didn't want to get fired. So, I don't know, man. We'll see. It, It could be good, but to me, it just feels like the past, ever since she came back from getting her nose broken, They've been cutting her down more than they've been making her feel like the star that she was the weeks before that. That's just me. Um, yeah, no, I get that. As far as I'm concerned, they're going to shoehorn Charlotte into it. It's going to be a triple threat, which I don't want. I would rather they just, you know, if you want Charlotte versus Rousey, just fucking make it Charlotte versus Rousey. Because whatever match Becky's going to be in is going to be the main event to most of us anyway, if they book it right. So. Exactly. I, I, I'm already telling you right now. I don't care who shows up. I don't care if they book The Rock. 
I don't care if this word awesome is going to be there. I'm telling you right now, WrestleMania comes around, I will be rocking my fucking Becky Lynch shirt because that's who I want, manlining and, and rocking uh, that, that that house down. Um, besides my boots to the face shirt that you can get on Pro Wrestling Tees, Becky Lynch shirt. That's what I'm wearing. Shameless plug. I have my boots to the face shirt on right there now. Is, I, I was wearing it the other night, and I had a guy that the clerk at the truck stop stopped me and was talking about it, and I got him to click the subscribe button right there at the register. I'm like, sweet. Do that, dude. I'll take yeah. it. That's funny. So that was uh that was pretty much all the news from that. You know, you got Natty Nightheart as the number one contender. Uh we don't do spoilers, so we won't, you know, talk about whatever happened if you know about it. But I will say we talked about this last week. I'm just i I'm just not a natty person. And she just destroyed the riot squad the night before. And then she pinned three top stars back to back to back on Raw to become the number one contender. Also, Ronda can make her tap out next week, which is probably what's going to happen. And to me, they said they were going to shake things up and change it. That's more the same to me, but we'll be patient. I know it's the, the holiday season, so they can't just, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? They can't, uh, whatever. They can't let it all out at one time. Yeah, so, no, I, and yeah, I agree with that. And everyone knows that I'm not a Natty fan. I've been focusing for her to, to hang the boots and, and call it quits and kind of go into retirement. She can go play with the cats. Uh, yeah, that, that match, that irritated me the hell out of me on Sunday night. Her winning the gauntlet irritated me even more. There's so much talent on that roster that deserves something more and better. And they give it to Natty, who's not. I don't care what anyone says. Her is on the mic. Her character is flawed. Besides the talent that she does hold, I will say she does that. She may not be the greatest and best, but she does have talent. But as a character, she's not a, a quality character. To me, she's still a diva's character. And there are so many wrestlers on that roster that deserve a better spotlight. Even if it's just get tapped out by Nat, by Ronda, they deserve that spotlight more than, than Natty. Who, they gave her a run a couple years ago. They let that be. You know, they're not giving Mickey a run, so why keep giving Natty a run? Um, yeah, that's what, that's my thoughts on that. Well, that was it. That was your Raw and SmackDown review, which we rarely do, but it was a lot of newsworthy things coming out of the shows this week. But let's get uh, to you know, before, we before, before we jump ahead, because you mentioned Uh-oh. it, uh, and they didn't mention people that were coming up over the weeks. The people that we do know, is there anybody that stands out to you for excitement that I've seen them on the main roster? Nope. Okay. Fair enough. We'll go up over there. <laughs> none, none of those people did anything for me. Um, the best part of that announcement was watching Velveteen Dream's Twitter game after that. So that... His 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 tweets to McMahon and all them was way better than them saying, "Oh, we're bringing up Nikki Cross and uh, the was is the War Raiders or the which who's that big fat ass tag team they're bringing up? The Machine, the uh, was the Machines or whatever it is. War Machine. Uh, War Machine. Yeah, okay. They're but, bringing I up mean, War you know, Machine. Yeah. They're bringing up those guys. I, I'm not. A, I, I don't. I think the only reason they're breaking Nikki Cross up is just because she's not a female talent, and then she they they have her they, they have the sanity on on the main roster. Oh you know? wait, 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 wait. Okay, so I am excited about one. Lacey Evans is hilarious. 
So she'll be she, fun. That on, she is. She'll be fun on the main roster. But I mean, that's you know, if my if I had to gauge my excitement for that from one to ten, it'd be like a five for her and a three for everybody else. So it's still not. You know, there's, there's so many people that they could have did, and they brought, they picked those for whatever reason. So good for those yeah. people. That well, yeah, and are like Lars, Lars is okay. I mean, I, I'm I'm interested to see what he's going to do in the main roster. Have you know, I'm not like sold on it yet, but they've been building it for so long. But I'm not going to lie, I'm actually kind of excited. EC3 is coming up. Um, wasn't like I'm not going to say I'm a mark for the guy or anything like that, but he, I mean, he was TNA for 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 years. Uh, I don't think that they, since bringing him over, he is a top talent and should be given a lot more than what they're doing with him on NXT. Uh, I think that him, he, I think he's one person that kind of that should have been able to, to make the jump just going straight to the WWE or the main roster. So I'm, I'm hoping that for him bringing him over is going to give him the opportunity to escalate to a higher level and have some some power moves and feuds with some other people on the show that he hasn't been able. I, I personally, I don't think that he's really been having anybody on. NXT brand that really has the caliber that he could have. Uh, so I would say I'm, out, I'm not going to say I'm like a 10, but I would say more than a 5. But I would say to all of them, he's probably, just to see what they, if they do it right this time, that he has the most potential for them to do it right with. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's get into uh, the next topic. So this is what we're here for. First annual Boot to the Face Year End Awards. We put polls up. We had people voting. We were at the DMV and all the schoolhouses around town and <laughs> and everything. And we came to agreements on every category, but we will also announce what the listeners voted for as well. So, Marty, I will let you do the honors in telling us what category and and what the votes were. All right. So we'll go ahead and we'll start with the uh, moment of the year. Um, for that, we had four options. We had Becky 316 on Raw, and that was her invasion leading up to Survivor Series. Uh, Cody winning the NWA title. Dean Ambrose's turn, the night of the Romans announcement. And Jericho making a surprise appearance at All In. Um, this was kind of a little bit out there uh, as far as the votes go. The leading vote getter from Twitter was at a 45% for Becky Lynch, 316 on Monday Night Raw. Um, Such a great moment. Oh, man, it is. And just that, that image of her walking around, blood on the face, raising the hands out. That is an image that will live in infamy. You know, that's going to be one of those images that when you look at, like, the, you know, the Scarlet Mask, that's almost, as, I would say it's almost as high level and caliber as Austin's Scarlet Mask in his uh, in his match against Bret Hart. Like, just that, though, now when I think of blood on the face, that image is, is entwined in that thought process now. If her career tra- goes to where the trajectory is pointing now, then that will be. But if it just kind of tails off, then that'll be kind of forgotten. But as of right now, it's fucking huge because, I mean, all you see are gifts and and memes and shit like that of it. So if her career just takes – if she does main event WrestleMania, that's what got her there. Um I had something to say about. Oh, if you've listened to her on 
any podcast since then or any interviews and they've asked her about that, she actually says she doesn't remember any of that. Like, Naya knocked her the fuck out. She was out on her uh, feet when she did all that. And that's the thing. Like, everyone keeps talking, oh, you get your face broken, that's why you're out. That's not why she was out. She was out because she was on a fucking, you know, second-degree concussion or whatever it was. You know, she wasn't out because of her nose. She was out because she didn't know who the hell she was. Like, that's the difference right there. But, you know? she, so that's, but she knew to still <laughs> whoop Ronda Rousey's ass then. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I love it. I want to see them wrestle so bad, man. Just fucking do it. I'm, go ahead, go ahead. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna steer you off the path. Go ahead. I'm sorry. All right. So and so that was Twitter. Twitter decided the three sixteen was their pick. Um, we actually chose a different one. Our moment of the year that we came to the decision was was Cody winning the NWA title at All In against Nick Aldis. Um, your thoughts? That was. I was in the building for that. That was the reason that I got on the plane, flew to Chicago with my wife on our 11th wedding anniversary. We spent it in the Sears Center watching Cody Rhodes win the NWA title, and it was worth every fucking penny. Um, I've been to a lot of wrestling shows. I have never, including WrestleMania, and I have never felt just the fucking energy that was in that building during Cody's entrance, uh, during Aldis's entrance, when they did the announcement to start, when the match started, and they're sitting there looking at each other. Like, I have never felt that before at a wrestling match. And when he won, I'm surprised the fucking roof literally didn't blow off. Like, that was, it was the coolest thing I'd been a part of as far as wrestling goes. And I was there when Goldberg won the title at, uh, in the Georgia Dome from Hogan. I was there for that, and I was a bit younger, so maybe that was just as loud or just as energetic. But from what I remember, this was the most energy I felt from a wrestling crowd in my life. So yeah, I had to watch. It. I watched it online, um, but you know, for what the, what those three guys did with All In, and the fact that they sold out before at a single match was even even named yet, and the storyline for Cody for majority of the year was, I want the NWA title. Nick, I'm coming to you. Nick was showing up at uh, Ring of Honor events. Cody was showing up at, over at different things with, with all this. Uh, you know, at some point we were going, it was going like, is he going to have the Ring of Honor title? Is he going to get the New Japan title? And then is he going to get the NWA title? And then those, obviously the first two didn't happen, but it was still, you know, fueling, fueling the fire of like, he still has the NWA title to go after for the end of the summer. And that was enough. If you didn't watch, if you don't watch the independents or any of these other organizations, that was enough to get you intrigued and want to know what happened because people know who Dusty Rhodes is. People know what the NWA title is. And the fact that Cody Rhodes had the opportunity to win a title that his dad held. You know, that was just so fantastic. Everything about that match, like you said, them standing in the match in the beginning of the ring, in the ring, in the beginning of the match, you know, that was that was Rock Hogan. That was Rock Austin. That was Hogan Andre. You know, those, those, that them standing in that ring was epic. And then Cody holding that belt, man, I was watching that at home, and I felt the goosebumps because I can only imagine how it felt in that arena. And then the FOMO kicked in, like, these bastards are all there right now watching it while I'm at home. This sucks. <laughs> but, you know, uh, so, yeah, that's how that – it just – it's when you look at like 
people achieving the peak, that for me just like that seemed like it w- it could have been. If he were to retire right there, that was like that was that was a peak achieving moment right there. Um, obviously, I hope he doesn't because obviously I want more from him. But that's what our thoughts were on that. Um, next up, we got the match of the year, and then for this one, we had a few different options. We had uh, Cody versus Omega. Um, this was down at the Cal Palace uh, for the IWGP title. We have Becky versus Charlotte at um, Evolution. Cody versus Aldis at All In for the NWA title. And Omega versus Jericho at his first match outside the WWE at Wrestle Kingdom 12 to start the year. Um, this is surprising because we just mentioned how end up Cody winning the NWA title was our pick. And, you know, it got the second highest votes for, for moment of the year. But when you look at match of the year, Nick and Cody got zero votes for that entire poll. Surprising wow. That's very um, surprising. Right? Um, and then we have Kenny versus Jericho had 34% votes. And Twitter picked uh, the women. Becky versus Charlotte at Evolution with 44% of the votes. So almost half of the votes went to Becky versus Charlotte, which goes in line to what we chose and that we also chose Becky versus Charlotte for the match of the year. I'm good with that. Uh, that match has been talked about, you know, any podcast you listen to or any wrestling review show that you listen to the week after that match, that's all anybody was talking about. It was fantastic. The right person won. The crowd was electric. First ever woman's pay-per-view, which, let's be real, the fact that that's what it was, it was at the first ever women's pay-per-view from WWE, that had a lot to do with the energy in the crowd also, along with, you know, the rise of Becky and Charlotte was kind of the evil one of everything. But the match was just, like, brutal. Um, and, you know, honestly, I think this, this past match was just as good the TLC match, but you know that wasn't on the it wasn't in the time frame. So I'm definitely good with that. To me, that was the match of the year. Um, in my mind, uh, that and Cody versus Omega was was neck and neck. But Becky and Charlotte, I have no problem with that whatsoever. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it being the top pick. Um, my pick when we talked about it in our pre in our pre production meeting. Um, I had I had Omega and Jericho uh, as the number one. Um, just for me, that just felt, it was a bigger match. Just for what it meant and what it was, um, given what what Becky and Charlotte Evolution meant a lot, especially for the women of wrestling, not just women's brand on, on WWE, but women in general, uh, headlining their own pay per view. You know, when we look at Ring of Honor, who just brought the women's title this year. Um, just what they did was great. So, you know, Kenny, or Jericho coming to Wrestle Kingdom and having his singles match, his first match outside of WWE at Wrestle Kingdom, I thought they put on a fantastic match. I personally thought that match was better than Kenny versus Okada. Uh, but I was completely satisfied with the Becky and Charlotte match. So what I was putting Becky and Charlotte as number one, completely on board with. Becky uh, wins the Booty Award. <laughs> And the next match we got face of the year. Oh, actually, no, we got we got feud of the year. Uh, so feud of the year, that one. 
We have Becky versus Charlotte. Cody Good. versus Kenny. Um, Roman versus the fans, which is a annual feud. Yeah, but the fans one. all turned face on him lately. They they have. It's because it's one of those we don't see him on TV. Now we want him on. Um, and the Bullet Club implosion. Um, now, this full disclosure, you, you, you told me about this the other night when we were talking about, you know, what picks we were going to make. Um, I shit the bed on this one because the Cody versus Kenny feud is congruent with the Bullet Club implosion feud, but I, I separated them as far as the Gorillas of Destiny and the Elite and then the Kenny and Cody, even though they all kind of went together. Um, so that was my bad. So technically, I guess we could just add both of their percentages together if we wanted to, but we didn't discuss that, so we won't do it. We could, but at the same time, I think that the Cody versus Omega, uh, it still kind of went on a little bit further after the Gorillas of Destiny kind of took over that. Uh, I mean, we saw that here in Long Beach with um, with New Japan when Cody, Cody threw himself into that triple threat match. Um, but to lead the pack, you know, Becky versus Charlotte, again, getting very high marks, 32%. Bullet Club implosion, 32%. Um this is one. This is one of the few that were tied actually at the final. Um, and like I say, throw Cody and Kenny in there. That gives another ten percent because they're kind of the same. Um, but even before even talking about that, we you know came across and, and kind of looked at the two um, year long wise. You know, we chose Bullet Club Implosion, and for what that meant to. I mean, Bullet Club's the biggest the biggest name in wrestling stables that's out there, and to have this few to separate, and now we have the Elite and the Bullet Club. Uh, we got some great stuff out of that. And so the Booty Award goes to Food of the Year. Will the club implosion? Too sweet. Oh, my bad. That was NWO. Uh, too sweet. <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we don't, we don't need any fines yet. We don't need any fines yet. So. They can't fine us. Fuck you, Triple H. I mean, I'm. <laughs> I just have to get a fuck you Triple H in every show. If hey. we if we were to ever secure an interview with Triple H, you do realize I would have to tell him to go fuck himself, right? I would hope that'd be after the end of it so that we can at least have an interview first. No, we'd start out with that. Like, hey, this is Chris Rogan, okay. to the face. We're interviewing Triple H, Paul Levesque. Uh, before we get started, I'd like to tell you, you beat Sting at Mania, so go fuck yourself. How's it going? <laughs> Uh, perfect. He might actually get a little bit of a chuckle out of that. I'm not gonna lie. Just saying. Chuckle I don't know the guy, so I'm, I'm just, I, I don't I don't I don't uh, know the guy, so I'm only assuming. I don't know him either. Uh, but I kind of feel like he's a selfish prick, to be honest with you. That's just my feelings. He beat Sting at WrestleMania. Do you, Do you understand that, Marty? Sting. I do. The but icon. same time, it's. The Vigilante. It's WWE franchise WCW. I mean, the crown it was more than WCW. I get it, but at the end of the day, it was more than just Sting Hunt and Triple H. That's why. That's why. Uh, you know. That's why Triple H should have Hi. He beats everybody. He beat the Undertaker. What was the point of him beating the Undertaker? He beat Booker well, T was, at WrestleMania. Well, yeah. He beat the Rock. How many? How many times did he beat the Rock? It seemed like every time uh, they wrestled, he was beating the Rock. 
now now you now you're getting me heated now. Now you brought the Roth up and him not when you matched his Triple H. Oh, now you get oh now now you want to turn on Triple H and we talk about him beating the Rock. But when he was beating the Stinger up, you didn't really give a shit. But now that we talk about Dwayne, who's also my like second all time favorite wrestler, so I really that's another reason I don't like Triple H. Oh anyway. man, the fact that they never had a, a, a WrestleMania match one on one. Just pisses me off, and the fact that, that the one well, match they had against each other, uh, The Rock beat Stone Cold at WrestleMania. He beat Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania. He beat John Cena at WrestleMania. The three biggest stars in the last three generations of WWE, The Rock has beat them all at WrestleMania, and I have no doubt in my mind that if he wrestled Triple H at WrestleMania, he'd probably lose clean in the middle of the ring. Fuck that! I'll tell you right now. If The Rock says, yeah, I'll come back for a one-off match, you, you can see there ain't no way in hell that he's coming out to lose in the middle clean to Triple H. He says, fuck you, you took me three shots to get to get Stone Cold. Yeah, you can lay your ass down and pay me the money because I'm the biggest name in the world right now. Sounds good. Triple H ain't trying to hear that shit, though. <laughs> Triple H ain't trying to hear none of us. But that's why the, the authorities going back to the people and Triple H can go suck on one, just saying. Um, so let's get back on track. We we got the tag team of the year. This one, I mean, I love. I don't care what anyone else says. I love tag team wrestling. If it's a real tag team wrestling, if you just throw in random Joe Schmoes in there, I'm not on board with it. But you have like legit tag teams that have chemistry, that have a move set together, and just go in every match and just bring it. I love tag team wrestling. Um. For R4 on the pole, we have the Briscoes, um, the Young Bucks, the New Day, and the boys we've been down with, day one-ish, the Usos. Um, dude, this is, this one actually surprised me, the amount of votes and the amount the way it went. Um, the Usos only got 25% of the votes, but that was second to the first place the first place pick who got over 51% of the votes. That was, I believe, the second highest amount of votes for any, uh, the third highest for any vote on our, on our poll this week. And um, that goes to the Young Bucks, dude. The Young Bucks won the, the tag team of the year. I don't know how I feel about it. No? I any, get anything? It. They're, the, they're the Young Bucks. I get it. Um, the only thing I don't like about I, I don't I don't know how to word it exactly, so I'm not gonna go. That's I mean I'm I I, I understand it. Um, I'm not a Briscoes fan, but show me a bad match that the Briscoes had this year. You probably can't. Well, I mean, I'm not telling you to do it. I'm just I'm just challenging anybody out there. You tell me a link to click on from 2018 where the Briscoes had a bad match, and I want to go watch it because I don't believe it. And I don't like the Briscoes. Yeah, but, I'm not going to disagree with you there. I mean, what they had done all year long between the Bucks, between SCU, um, I mean, the, the guys, every master in is fantastic. Um, they're continuing in the Ring of Honor tag team contendership, uh, continually fighting for that. Um but at the end of the day, they, they do it, and they do it in Ring of Honor and only Ring of Honor. You know, I, I think that kind of, even though as great as they are, it kind of brings down what they, what they offer. 
even though I think if you put them somewhere else, you're going to get some fantastic stuff out of them. Um, but I think it hinders them by just having those in Ring of Honor, whereas the Bucks are doing it all over the place. And we're talking tag team titles where they've held them in every organization, but not just tag team. They're the six-man tag team, and they get, you know, that's with different people, whether it's with Marty or with Kenny or with Cody. They're still members of those tag team championships. So for as far as reigns and titles, nobody's held more tag team titles than them this year. Okay, I figured out how to word it. I like the Young Bucks. Being the elite is fantastic. I like watching them interact and stuff like that. They're cool to meet. I've met them before. Um, All that. When the bell rings, not a fan. That's the way to word it. Outside the ring, I love them. Inside the ring, their matches to me, don't do it for me. Um, And that's just... But again... Tag Team of the Year, it encompasses everything, just like Wrestler of the Year would. So I completely get the the listener vote on that one. I'm not hating on it. I'm just voicing my opinion. So congrats to the Young Bucks. Next, we got the Heel of the Year. And this one got our highest poll winner out of the entire um, selection. So Heel of the Year, we have uh, the Switchblade, uh, Jay White. We have Baron, the Lone Wolf Corbin. We have Bully fucking Ray. Fuck Bully Ray. And we have Smock and Chompa. Yeah, until he starts talking about ECW being better than WCW. Oh, my God. Why does he do that? I feel like he does that just to piss me off. Um, This was easy. This was an easy vote. Chompa is just... He was on another level most of the year. He's cooled down towards the end, but... He was on another level. Um, when he was coming out with no music, that was just to me that was that was it. And then when he spoiled whoa, 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 Avengers, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Chompa came out with no music, but Bully Ray did that first. <laughs> Maybe that's his gimmick as a heel. Is he he just claims to spin everything to piss you off? Um, I, I can see that. Oh, I can see his game out. Um, yeah, the Avengers thing, though? Yeah, continue. Go on. That was fantastic. It made me mad, but then I just kind of laughed about it. Like, this dude can't be serious. Did he really just do that? Like, did he really just tell me everything? And then when I watched it, he literally spoiled the movie. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. That that tweet right there won Hill of the Year for him. Right, I mean, literally, it's the biggest movie of the year. It's the movie that people have been looking forward to for fucking seven years. He fucking ruins it in one tweet. The man's on a different level. Um, to me, the only one that came close to him as far as being that heel was Corbin, just because Corbin's literally somebody who you can absolutely hate on screen no matter what he's doing. I know you don't have you really have a problem with him. Um, but, I man, like Corbin. Baron Corbin. I know you do, and that's I hate Corbin since day one. Like I just can't stand him in the ring, can't stand him on the match, can't stand him on the mic. Irritates me. Just slap the shit out of the dude. Um, I mean, believe it or not, you're allowed to be wrong. So appreciate that. Appreciate that. So yeah, Uh, to the 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 caller that got 
Hold on one second. We'll we'll run through the rest of these and then we'll take your call if you can hear me. So go ahead, Marty. Oh, all right, we'll go ahead and continue. Um, so we got we just did heel of the year. We'll jump into states of the year, uh, and this one. I think this was this one. For, if you look at the whole year's uh, events and everything that's taking place, this is pretty much a shoe in for me. Um, we have Kenny Omega, base of, of uh, New Japan. We have Flip Gordon, who's become the fan favorite of Ring of Honor and everywhere else. Uh, let Flip in. We have the badass last kicker Becky Lynch, and we have AJ Styles, the man that runs the place. But you know, the house AJ builds. Um, this one, three were actually pretty close. I was actually surprised that Kenny only got 5% of the votes. That was pretty cra- pretty crazy. Yeah, so that gives me a couple of thoughts. Either people just don't really watch New Japan, or they just really don't give a shit about Kenny Omega. Um, but Becky Lynch and Flip Gordon, they, they, they shared half of the votes at 20 for Flip and 30% for Becky Lynch, which gives the phenomenal... AJ Styles, our face of the year. Um, yeah, what do you think about that? I agree with it. I mean, AJ's been constant as a babyface good guy. He was champion most of the year. He won his match at WrestleMania. Um, he got kicked in the balls more than any man ever should in their lifetime through this calendar year, and he never resorted to he was your classic white meat babyface. I mean, Joe did everything but call his wife a whore and say he's sleeping with her. And AJ never went there. He stayed true to the babyface game. So I, I, I could definitely see that. Uh, and then, like I said earlier, you know, Becky kind of came on towards the end. If her year would have been, if her run would have been extended a little bit more besides after the summer, I could. You mean I could if see they didn't let her job out to everybody? Right, right, right. I could see her yeah. making a case for it, um, but her year didn't really take off until mid July, late mid July, early August. So, so I could definitely see that. Yeah, um, I would imagine that my vote's probably the only one that really gave Omega anything um, because I I'm a big Kenny Omega fan. Um, I think that he is the face of New Japan. I mean, he literally closes out every pay-per-view. He is the face of it all. I mean, just everything he does with the Elite, before that, the Bullet Club, the Golden Lovers, he's everywhere. Yeah, I mean, Maggie, when you look at New Japan, it's not Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega. That's 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 who everyone gravitates to and knows. Uh, AJ, I think he's a phenomenal superstar. I think he is, you know, that name that needs to be there. He does run the WWE, but the WWE doesn't treat him accordingly. You know, he does. He's the only match he's headlined, the pay-per-view he's headlined, was the, you know, uh, was a Survivor Series. No, it wasn't even Survivor Series. Um, it was against Daniel Bryan. And it's like, what are you serious? Uh, but the dude has been doing it for so long and has, with with the same talent that he had on SmackDown, he's been doing it at a high level. And that feud with, with Joe which I don't even know how we'd even put that on there as few, as one of few of the year candidate because that feud was brutal. Like, for him to sign off on that, my respect level for that man is so high just because to just basically go through that and let your family be assaulted that way and go with it and still be performing at a high level is fantastic. Um, so, you know, when it comes to, to, you know, face of the year, 
being WWE, being the big machine, um, AJ Styles being the face of that, I have no problem with him receiving that award. All right, so we will. I'm going to call it audible. I said we were going to wait, but we'll go ahead and take this call. <laughs> Can you hear me, sir, or ma'am? We are doing good. Hey, I just uh, I don't I know you guys are in the middle of your thing. I haven't been uh, I haven't been getting a chance to listen to the show, but I just wanted to call in um, and say uh, in case I don't talk to you guys, Merry Christmas to boot to the face. Chris, Marty, love you guys, love the show, and um, I'm hoping a good thing for 2019. Thank oh, you, man, brother. Appreciate that. That's uh, that's cool shit for you to to call in and say we appreciate it. Merry Christmas to you and the family, and you know, like you said, if we don't talk to you, give everybody love, and we will see you in 2019. Literally, yeah, most we'll see you at the Royal Rumble. <laughs> But, Dude, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm so looking Merry forward Christmas to that. To you as well. Oh, me too. Absolutely. Cannot wait. Hey, Marty, you have fun on the rest of your road trip. We'll talk to you later. Uh, All right. happy, Thanks, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Thank you. So All right. You too. All right. Later, guys. That. Peace. That was cool. Yeah, what other show you listen to where somebody just calls in to tell you Merry Christmas? No other show. That's why you need to take your punk ass to ProWrestlingTees.com slash boot to the face. Support the show. Because we're awesome. Ah, <laughs> uh, so alright. So here we go to our final two awards. Uh we're gonna go ahead and go with the female wrestler of the year. Um uh, for women that highly deserve this this title. Um start off with Shayna Baszler, who's NXT women's title, uh, Charlotte Flair. We all know who he, who she is and what she's done. Uh, Tessa Blanchard, um, and then the man Becky Lynch. Uh, this one actually surprised me pretty well. Um, Becky Lynch got fifty seven percent of the votes for female wow. year. Wow. Um, let me see. Let me let me say. I was that wasn't surprising to me. The surprising part to me was that Baszler got, uh, last I checked, she had zero. Correct. Zero. Um, and I'm not a Shayna Baszler fan, but let's be real. That woman has been doing work in NXT. Um, I've said it before on previous podcasts. If you put her and Rousey on the same playing field, she would be head and shoulders above Ronda right now. And... Another, if you listen to the show this past weekend, the TLC review show, I became a Rousey fan over the weekend in ring. Like all trepidatiousness gone now. Like push her to the moon. The girl can, she's dope. So, but I just couldn't believe Baszler got zero. Becky with fifty-seven percent. I I agree with, but the decision that we made was different than that which I support 100%. Um, and I'll let you make that announcement, sir. Yeah, so I agree with you. The whole Shayna thing, that's surprising. No no votes whatsoever. agree with you 100% the fact that you put her same level, same name as Rhonda, and she will tear her apart day in, day out. Um, what, you know, so Becky Lynch, 57% of the female wrestler of the year votes, 
we didn't go that route. We actually had a clean sweep on this one. Um, this goes for the encompasses the entire year of wrestling across the board. And ours, Tessa Blanchard, uh, had still, it doesn't get, get much better than what she was doing all year long. Uh, Impact, wow. Um, every single organization she wrestled in, she was all wrestling in. everywhere. I know, she was she was the lone it was the lone female match of this other night, right? Yep, the four there was women. No other, it was just in the four women. The and she won yep. that match, and you know, and that match was going. That was that was a great match too between the four of them, and the fact that Tessa won it, man, fantastic. And then being, I'm not, you know, I watched, I went to those tapings here in LA. Uh, the Belasco Theater for women wrestling for the next upcoming season, um, and watching her in that ring with who she was wrestling, and her on the promo and her on the mic in person, man, dude, she is she is amazing. I, I know she gets credit, but I don't think she gets enough credit. And I think you know, people need to start watching Impact if they haven't yet, because I still I don't watch it you know religiously or anything like that like a lot of people do, but I do tune in when I can. But Tessa's matches are definitely something I look, I, look, I watch and, and try to tune in for. Uh, she's definitely a name that needs to be on everybody's radar because she will be one of the, if not the biggest name in wrestling one day. Well, I've told you on on previous podcasts that that's the reason I watch Impact. Um, I gave up on Impact a couple years ago, and when they signed her, I said, let me check it out. And now... Uh, I don't mean to go completely off the beaten path, but Impact looks a lot better now. Uh, the production's a lot better now. It's a better show. It's easier to watch now. And the only reason I know about it is because of Tessa was on there. And I have no problem whatsoever with her being our female wrestler of the year. She kicked ass this year. Like I said, seeing her at All In in person was way different than seeing her on television, it just, it just, when she walked out, it was like a big fight feel, like you kind of, you felt it in the air, it wasn't as big as the Cody and all this thing, but it was, it was definitely there, and so, uh, congrats to Tessa B, she ain't nothing to F with, I'll have to get one of those shirts for WrestleMania, I yeah, think, I, and, I think and, for WrestleMania, I might just do all women's wrestling shirts, though, you know, because I do my WrestleMania t-shirt week thing, I think it's just going right. to be all women wrestlers this year. I know I'm gonna have to mix up my game a little bit this year because I I chose some pretty damn good shirts last year, but I think I, I picked up some new ones and some better ones this last couple months. I'm I can't wait to WrestleMania T-shirt week, and I hope that we have a lot more participation this year because yeah, I think that, that's for pretty those cool. Of you that, that don't know what I'm what we're talking about right now. Uh, for the past couple of years, I've done WrestleMania T-shirt week, where I'll start the Monday of the week before WrestleMania and every day I'll post a different myself with a different t-shirt on for WrestleMania. And Marty started this past year. Uh, my buddy Joey does it. Damien Cruz does it. You know, we've had a couple of people participate in it. So hopefully this year with the popularity of the podcast, we can get this thing going. Uh, but that's, that's a couple months from now, but yeah. Do you know what's going to be cool is that when we're in, we're all in New York, our, the entire group that's going to be there, we were going to be able to get some daily WrestleMania t-shirt week uh, pictures of the whole group together. And that's going to be badass. Yep. In New York. New York. Absolutely. Uh, any more thoughts on the female wrestler of the year or Tessa? Ain't nothing else to say. Tessa B ain't nothing to F with. 
All right. So we're going to get to our final Booty of the Year award, uh, Boot to the Face Male Wrestler of the Year uh, for well-deserving men, um, Kenny Omega, Roman freaking Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Cody Rhodes. Um, here, this one was another one. This is the other one that ended in a tie. Um, this one, I'm not going to lie, this, this poll right here, so all y'all listening, some of you guys disappointed me, and I'm a little irritated by it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I know this is hypocritical, because obviously it means that I didn't go this route either, but I had somebody had to have, but nobody voted Roman Reigns once. Um, and I know I'm sounding like a hypocrite, because obviously I didn't vote for Roman Reigns, but, man, Roman didn't get one vote, man. Like if I would have known, if I would have known that beforehand, I would have just voted for him just so he got that one vote. Because Roman deserves it, man. What the hell? You know, this is this is the 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 thing with Roman's year this year before the the leukemia announcement is he was tied in with Brock the whole time. But if you take that out and you look at Royal Rumble, he wrestled Kevin Owens in a great match, and Braun interfered, and then he came back out. And uh, was that this year? That wasn't this year. I'm sorry. That was last year. Who did he wrestle at Royal Rumble this year? Because he wrestled for the title. Um, he did. did he did. It was a triple threat. No, it wasn't a triple threat match, was it? It may have been. Anyway, he lost this year, and then he came back wasn't out. Wasn't it triple threat, Brock and Braun? It could have been. I just I just remember whatever it was he lost, and when he entered the Royal Rumble, people were pissed, and then he. Ended up losing to Shinsuke. And then, uh, so he had that match. He had a great few with Braun throughout the year. Um, great matches with Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, uh, Seth Rollins. Just like Roman put in work this year. Right? Oh, People want to give you know what? Or not. Roman didn't have a singles match this year. He didn't? No, he was in the the Royal Rumble. Was all he did. Uh, Brock did have a triple threat match, but it was versus Kane and Strowman. Oh, you know, you know what I'm thinking. Last year he wrestled uh, KO, and I want to think after Braun cheated to help KO keep the title, Roman came in then, and people were pissed off that he was in the Rumble. Okay, no biggie. My bad. Don't know what happened there. Uh, as my boy R Truth would say. That's my bad. <laughs> now, but you know what? Following Royal Rumble, and I was at this show, he won the Elimination Chamber match. I gave him the opportunity at Royal at WrestleMania. That's what happened. Yep. yep. Great and, match. And that was that I mean, was, that was awesome being there for that. People, people don't. They didn't give the man his due because they were so just Pavlov dog following the leader, just hating on him, and they could. That's. It's one thing I tried to to talk about with Charlotte. I'm not a Charlotte fan. I don't like Charlotte at all. I'm tired of her being in the front. I'm tired of everything. But when Charlotte has a great match, which is nine times out of ten, I'll be the first to tell you she's the best women's wrestler in the world. I don't expect you to say that about Roman. But when Roman has a good match, just fucking admit it. Um, which would be thing, easy like, he, he, he doesn't have that many matches where he's not having a great match. Even Thank against you. people that like, even against people that we typically are and normally are talking shit on, you know, how many times does Baron Corbin have a great match? Not very often. Hell, 
he faced off Ziggler. Ziggler was at the top of his game, and we never heard from Ziggler for a while after that. You know, Braun Strowman, I know you're not a fan of Braun Strowman, but how many of those matches were bad matches against Roman Reigns? Not right. many. I mean, Roman elevates people to the next level. He's that same Lashley level. Lashley has done he's... shit since he got done wrestling with Roman. Exactly. Been you know, his ass cheeks. People talk shit about John Cena, but when you put Cena in a match, you're, you know you're going to get a great match out of it because he elevates people to a whole new level. Roman does the same shit, but people hate on him because of who he is and what they've heard. You know, so, man, Roman is a, I think he's an amazing talent. I um, hope he gets well soon. I hope you see a return this year. Um, I can tell you right now, when he does return, I know this is off topic, but when he does return, you bet your ass that place is going to pop it. If there's anything but a boo, those people are going to hell. I'm going to tell you that right now. Just saying. I tell uh, you what. You know what I would love to see? If and when, when, if, however you want to put it, he does come back. I hope he comes back and everybody blows up. The roof goes off. And he just does something so fucking dastardly and turns heel. I would love it. Because these yes. son bitches have disrespected him and been completely evil towards him for no reason whatsoever. Just because CM Punk told him that Vince wanted him to look strong. And they all just follow CM Punk, who quit and does nothing but talk shit about wrestling, by the way. But you listen to that cocksucker and you treat Roman like shit. And run the man out of the business, and now he's sick. And when he comes back, you want to cheer for him and tell him to get well soon. Yet you were wishing death on him three months before that. Give me a fucking break, cocksuckers. And that, ladies and gentlemen, that, ladies and gentlemen, is our weekly rocker rant, and I love it. Um, so yes, like I was saying, this one. We had I, we actually got Cody Kenny Omega got some votes on here, um, but this one ended in a tie. Forty one percent of the votes went to Rollins, forty one percent of the votes went to Cody Rhodes. Um, for us, I think it comes down to pretty much the same thing. Uh, here's I could have gone either way because I think Rollins has pretty much been running that that raw brand the entire year, um, but we, we got Cody at the top of the heap, male wrestler of the year, the man. He may not have as many, you know, he may not have won as many matches, but he's he's been in big matches all year long. The man's, been, you know, six six man tag team championships. He's had he's literally he's fought for every major title outside of the WWE this year. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. And he held the NWA title. Uh, he's got his other he's got other titles in, in New Japan. Uh, Anywhere you look, it's Cody. And the fact that Cody has done more for wrestling this year than anybody else is crazy. Uh, you know, but with him and the Bucks and, and All In, probably the biggest show of the year. It was, I personally think it was a bigger show than WrestleMania. May not have been as high caliber as WrestleMania, but for what it was and what it did, dude, there, there wasn't a single bad thing about All In. And he put that together. Like, that is amazing. And the fact that we're all, we're all a week and a half away from the first of the year and not knowing where these guys are going, and are, they are the biggest news in wrestling. It's crazy. Uh, so I think it, I, I think it's hard to put anybody else but Cody as the male wrestler of the year. I mean, as far as all in WrestleMania, I'll just put it to you like this. WrestleMania was in New Orleans. I live in Atlanta. All in was in Chicago. 
I went to one. I didn't go to the other. <laughs> one <laughs> is during a time of year where it's easy for me to talk my wife into going out of town. Another one fell on my wedding anniversary. I mean, you know, like you said, it may not have gotten as many people there because honestly, they could have got. More. I mean, it sold out in twenty minutes, thirty minutes. They could have got more. What than 70, seventy thousand people, people, right? Oh, it was only. What's that? How many people were there? How many people were there? Ten. For all in, it was like almost eleven thousand. Okay, eleven thousand. Yeah, they, that's something that they absolutely could have filled up more than that. Right, right, right. All in, all so, in. Here we go. It was. I don't know. I mean, if you just if you talk wrestling outside of WWE, the first two or three names you get to, no matter who you are, Cody's going to be one of them. It's going to have something to do with him. So, I completely agree. Male wrestler of the year, uh, six man tag champ, main events in different countries and different promotions, Indo NWA. I'm sorry, NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, New Japan United States Heavyweight Champion wrestled for the and New man, Japan that, World that, Title that twice. Was, that was a great match watching him beat Juice Robinson for that title. That was a right, great match. Right. Wrestled for the New Japan World Title twice. Wrestled for the Ring of Honor World Title, I believe, two times this twice. year. Yeah, um, he did it back. Uh, he fought uh, RJ Lee for the beginning, the middle of the year after WrestleMania, and then he fought him last week. Yep. Um, we saw him win the NW, uh, NWA, I'm sorry, ROH six-man tag titles here in Atlanta when we went to the ROH taping. I mean, just just constantly around titles, constantly around big storylines, no matter what promotion he's going to. I mean, hell, he even went to, uh, what is it, the Hollywood show and took the NWA title there. So, I mean, the guy's just, he, I forget. He on he's also wrestling on the ocean. He's wrestling on the cruise ships, man. Like, come on. Yeah, he, the dude hey, bet on himself. And two years, I mean, two I've years met later, him twice this year, and the dude is a great guy. Like, just talk to him. He doesn't even care about the signatures. He doesn't care about the pictures. He will sit there and talk to everybody for a good five, ten minutes and just bullshit. Yep. The dude is fantastic. He is. He is. Um, I'm a fan. Like I said, that's. Cody is the reason I started watching quote unquote independent wrestling when he left because I liked him in in WWE and then just I saw him in Impact and I saw what he was trying to do with the name and all that and I just became a fan of it and he's he's gotten so much better in the past two years too because when he first hit the indie scene he was nowhere near the wrestler that he is now he's gotten so much better so. uh I don't know, man. I, I don't think you could give it to anybody else and me not call bullshit on it. So, completely down with Cody as the male wrestler of the year. That would be 100%. So, to recap our awards for the end of the year, uh, moment of the year goes to Cody in the NWA title. Uh, match of the year is Becky versus Charlotte at Evolution. Feud of the year is the implosion and explosion of the Bullet Club. Uh, tag team our tag team of the year, the Young Bucks, heel of the year, Chompa, face of the year, AJ Styles, female of the year, Tessa Blanchard, and male wrestler of the year, Cody Rhodes. You know the cool thing about all that? I'm listening to you read uh, read off the the winners is it wasn't WWE heavy. And I'm a WWE guy. Like, 
We only I'm have two. There's only two. Person. Yeah, there's only two two wins out of eight for the WWE. Twenty five percent. That's it. Yep. And like I said, I'm a I'm. I was in WA, WCW my entire life, and when Vince bought WCW, I kind of became WWE by default, and that's my, to me, that's always going to be there as long as they're around. They will always have my uh, viewing content or however you want to put it, but thanks to Cody and Tessa Blanchard and Santana and, you know, I I could name off a million different people. I'm watching more indie stuff now. So yep. that's cool to see that we, we had a, our first ever awards show and it wasn't just completely WWE to show that there's other wrestling out there, people. Instead of bitching about WWE all the time, just pick your computer up, find something else till you find something you like and quit hate watching shit that you're not going to like. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Agreed. Couldn't have said it any better. I mean, I could have, but... <laughs> oh, you could have, but... I'm sure they thought about it. I couldn't have, too, but... After that, drinking whiskey, it's like, you know what? You said what I wanted to say. It's perfect. First ever. First annual. Boot to the Face Awards, or as we started calling them, the booties. Did you win a booty? You did if your name was Becky Lynch. Tessa Blanchett. Cody Rhodes, AJ Styles, the Young Bucks, Tommaso Ciampa. Who am I leaving out? I guess technically Charlotte won one also because she won Max. Charlotte did as well. Yes, she did. What the fuck? This whole thing is a sham now. I'm deleting this episode. Um, This has been fun. This has been a great couple months of us doing boot to the face. Hopefully this time next year. We're back, and we're doing our second annual Boot to the Face Awards. Uh, Merry Christmas to everybody listening. We appreciate all the support, all the downloads, all the retweets, all the tweets. We appreciate it all, all the love. So hopefully your family and yourself will have a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Watch some wrestling. Be nice to one another. Things of that nature. Marty, you got any parting words, sir? I just got one thing real quick. we haven't done it yet, but are we gonna are we gonna go on next week or are we gonna take the week off for rest and let the go enjoy the holiday? Cause I got thoughts. We'll, we'll decide. Uh, we'll talk about it. Okay. Because what I'm thinking, I want to give people a heads up too. I think we've been putting it up for a couple months now. We've been talking about it for a while. I say we start our first show of the year with our draft. We put our draft together. And we get that draft going. And I think we, it gives us a couple weeks so people can think about that. We'll get some information out there. We'll get it tweeted out. But I think we start the year off with a draft for the Boots to the Face broadcast. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, real quick? I like it. Uh, we've, we've been talking about live. Yeah, we've been talking about the draft for a while. Uh, we'll set the parameters and the rules for it. And. That'll be a great thing to do because we're drafting for the year, so why not make the first Boot to the Face episode of 2019 our draft, and then, you know, this time next year, we can come back and look at who each of us drafted and see whose team won, probably mine. Um, Oh, this guy. (laughs) Yeah, that that sounds fantastic. I like it. I like it. I like it, too. 
All right. So, I mean, that being said, we'll get some more information out to you. Uh, we'll get to look forward to the draft first of the year. We'll, you know, maybe throw another show before that. But if we don't, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to everybody that's out there listening. Appreciate all the the tweets, the the, the inclusion, um, the the mentions, whatever you guys do to follow us. We appreciate it greatly. Keep getting the name out there and the word for what we do here. Just two guys talking wrestling. I'm trying to give you a little bit different content than the traditional recaps. Uh, trying to give you some more, trying to get something that you guys can be included in. Thank you for everybody who took time out of your day and your week and voting on our poll and giving us your thoughts and opinions and picks for who these awards should go to. Uh, I think we've got a great lineup. Uh, enjoy the holidays. Enjoy your time off if you have time off. Um, and then, you know, hit us up at Boot to the Face. Um, I'm a bearded master at Chris Rucker Show. Um, again, thank you very much. From Marty, I'm Chris. We are Boot to the Face. This has been the first annual Boot to the Face Awards. And if we don't talk to you next week, we will talk to you next year. Merry Christmas. Peace. Later.